Uh, yesterday was number 18, today is 19. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf, and then, God willing, get to today's. We are learning the Ilunishmas from Abbas Shmuel Shimon, Ben Neshama Abnaliyah, and Daniel Benet Baruch, Ben Yudaleb Ve'emi, Ben Neshama Abnaliyah, and Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi. And also, we'll have a mind for Shalema to all those who need it. Okay. And where do we begin? We're starting from. I think it was the Amar Mar at the yeah, bottom Amar of the page. Itself, but, uh, um, no, there's two Amar Mars. There's, two, there's yeah. the one, the, 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 the one earlier. Yeah. It's four. It's five lines up. Yeah. So we uh, quoted the first answer as to what is the basis for this halacha that the Vlad and the Tumura as well of the Shlamim is Kiyotzebahen is exactly as the Shlamim. It's brought as the Shlamim in uh, every way. So we quoted one of the sources was from the Pasuk of Tisovasa, which uh, we thought maybe means that you bring the animal, that's the Vlad or the Tumura, to the base of here, to the base of Migdash, and you let it die there, lock it up, let it die, which is crazy. Why would I think that? That's what the Gemara is asking. Why would I have thought that that's the idea what he's supposed to do? Especially by the fact that we know that there's a special um, that the five chatos, the flat chatos, and the tumorous chatos need to die. That's indicating that that is not the case for all the other carbonos. So why would I have thought that you bring it to the base of Pechira to just to let it die? So the Gemara says, obviously the implication is that they are brought. So the Gemara says, not necessarily the case. I might have thought that by the Chamesh Chatos they would die, but that's wherever you choose. You can lock them up in your own stable, let them you know, starve to death and die there. These, they need to die, but only in the base of Bechira. Maybe that's what you would have thought. And that's why we need the special drasha to tell you that actually they're brought. Okay. Next quote. They are brought. They're not brought. Kamash Malan. You mean you brought the special chatot to die in Beit Hamikdash? No, not to be brought. No, they're actually brought as an offering. Offering, yeah, right. Okay. That's what I meant. Brought, not brought. Brought, not brought to die. Brought to be brought. Okay. Now, um, so uh, then we saw another quote that you might think this is to be applied to all kachim. No, that's why it says rak kodeshecha. Just these, not to be extended to any other carbon. Now, which other carbon might we have thought to be included that we're excluding with this verse? If you're talking about an Ola, well, got news for you. There is no such thing as a Vlad of an Ola. It's not possible. It's a Zohar. Well, Chatas, we already have a Halach Lemosh Messina that says that it needs to die. So that's not the, what we're excluding from the Basok. It's, it's learned out from the I'm sorry, the Halach Lemosh Messina. So, and what about an Asham? That also has its own Halach Lemosh Messina, that it doesn't die, that it gets to grace. Because that's the rule, kosher b'chatas mesa, whatever chatas would die, the corresponding example by Asham would be, um, would, sh- would grace till it gets a blemish and, and mm-hmm. sold, and with the, with the funds you bring your carbonola. So the first take we said is that really we are talking about a chatas, and the Allah Moshe is just telling me that it dies, but what the Pasuk told me is that it's not brought as an offering. Meaning, first we have the Pasuk that says it's not brought as an offering. What do you do with it? That's what the Halakhul uh, Meshvizine um, tells me, that it needs to die. 
And the Gemara says, well, if you just have the Allah from Sinai, then you need to let it die. That's automatically saying that it's not brought. So you don't need the Pasuk. So that's the question. So the Gemara says, you're right. Really, the Allah from is for the Khatas. What's the Pasuk for? To exclude a Tmura of an Asham. Ah, that's also Allah from that it got a graze. <coughs> True. But if it was just Allah from I might have thought that if you didn't listen and you didn't let it graze and you actually brought it as an offering, you, okay, you didn't do the right thing, but that's it. No ramifications of that. By saying this Pasuk is excluding that, they gave it to, elevated it to a level of an Isra say, and that's what the accomplishment of the Pasuk is, and that's the bottom line. Okay. Took us to Rabbi Kiva's opinion, which says that you don't even need the drasha of Tisu Vasa, which was um, Rabbi Shmuel's drasha. There's uh, another pasuk, okay, which is basically um, it says by Asham who, and we know to, that it's only it that you bring, and not its tamura. Okay, so that's the pasuk. So why do you need a pasuk? Isn't there a lachla Moshe Sinai? So the Gemara says you're right. What the pasuk is for? Is it is halachal moshmasina? That's the pasuk is really teaching us a different idea, which is Rav Huna's idea that if it's once the asham was established to go to be put out to pasture, so then you shechted it without having in mind any particular carbon, so you forgot that you sent it off to pasture. So the halach is that it's kosher as an ola. Bidiyeved, if you bring it, it has the status of a kosher carbon ola, which is interesting. And that's only if it was nitakleria, meaning you took it out and put it out the pasture, having in mind that it is now waiting for it to get a blemish. Then, if you forgot about that, and then you took it and brought it, it will be a valid korban ola. But if you didn't actually put it out the pasture, you just right away, lechatchila, brought it up as, an, uh, as a korban ola, that would not be valid. And that's what the apostle tells us, who, that it has to be babiyasuhe, that it remains an asham, and, uh, and doesn't automatically um, get exchanged to be a carbonate. Okay. Now, the question is, is that we saw the Tana that learned it from the Psukim, uh, that he Subasa, this Rabbi Shmuel's drasha, why did he learn it from the Zachar Nekeva, the Pasuk that the other Tana learned it from? He used it for Vlad of Balmum and for the Tmur of Balmum. So why, okay, now why not learn it from the like the Artana we saw before, he learns that as well as the Balmum, because it says, Im Zafar, Im Nekeva, which extends it. So Gomer says, you're right, but they don't hold that Im is mashma more of a drasha, so therefore they only saw room for one drasha, and that's why they applied it to Balmum. Um, now, the Tana that learns it from Zachar and Nekeva, what does he do with the Pasuk of Rabbi Shmuel Tiso Basa? That's even to tell us that uh, you must take up the animal, even if it's busy grazing, busy threshing for you, take it right, take it right up. And that's what it's saying. Even though you're, they're doing something, they're busy, um, you, you still have an obligation of tiso basa. Carry it and bring, it, bring your offering right away. Don't delay, don't dilly-dally. And that's what the, that's what the Pasuk's uh, teaching us. Take us to the new Mishnah, which is the Shitas Reb Elazar. It's a, either Reb Elazar or Reb Eliezer. The gear cells uh, switch around here. Anyway, the sheet is that Rebbe Lazar says that a va of Vlad Shlomim cannot be brought as a Shlomim. Okay? Not like our 
Tana in the first Mishnah that it can, he's saying it cannot be brought to Shlom. say that it can, like the, like the first Tana. And Rabbi Shimon says is that the whole machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and Mechachamim is only on a Vlad, is not on a Vlad Vlad Shlamim or Vlad Vlad Mura. It's not talking about two generations down. There, everybody's in agreement. Okay? They're not arguing over there. What they are arguing is only in the first generation, one down from the Shlamim, uh, if it has an uh, offspring, or one down from the Tmura. That's where there's a dispute. Rabbi Loza says not, and the Chama say yes. And on that we saw that Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Papayas both testified that a flat Shlamim is Karav Shlamim, and Rabbi Pai says, I can even testify about my own family. We actually had a cow of a shlamim that we ate the mother cow on Pesach, and we ate the offspring cow on Chad, which simply put means sukkahs, as we will see. So, Rav Ami said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, what's the pshat in Rabbi Lazar? So the Pasuk says, Im zebach shlamim korbano, um, and we read ve'im as ve'im only the mother. So it's a drasha that excludes the offspring, not the vlad. Only the mother gets to be brought um, as a zevach shlamim. Rab Paraba said to Rabami, "If that's true, then that should be true by all of these karbanos that say the word im translated to aim, change it from im to aim, and therefore when it says im al todiyakrivenu." That mean only the aim al todiyakrivenu, and that you don't bring the offspring as a as a toda, and you're going to say, well, maybe that is true. But we have a price very clearly that vladu tmos v'chilufel is also im al todiyakrivenu tells us mikomakam that you bring those also as a korban toda. So that and nobody seems to argue. So therefore, clearly, what's going on over here? Um, Rebbe says, Rebbe the name of Rebbe Yochran, the reasoning of Rebbe Lazar is only because of gzera. We're afraid that if we let you bring the offspring, you're going to be tempted to raise the animal and let it have more offspring so that you can bring more karbanos, which of course is fraught with danger. If you let you do that, then what's going to happen is it's, um, these animals can't be worked. They're, kod- they're Kodesh. And, they have, and you might work them, you might use them, you might tend to benefit from them. And in order to avoid that type of... Uh, we're nipping it in the bud, so to speak, by not letting the blood be brought altogether, midrapanan, and that will stop it from happening. Okay. When we egg the stone, the animal, yes. do we have uh, time to bring it? It has to be right away, or...? We do have time. We mentioned in uh, previous stuff on that, that there's, that, there's a, that there's a time frame within which to bring it. Actually, maybe it was over here. Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to bring it by the next... Discussion. You're supposed to bring it... That's we'll get to it. We, yeah, we'll actually discuss it. Why did by you bring the, By the upcoming Chag, that's when... And after that, every day you're over yeah. at Balta Achim. So you have up till the next holiday to bring it, okay. usually. Okay? okay. Uh, the, the, the first yeah. upcoming holiday. Okay. We mentioned that... Yes, there was yesterday's It's coming up. Right? It's coming up in our... Okay, so... Okay, we'll get to that. All right. Next thing... So um, that's the answer. So Reb Shimon says that they're only arguing in the Vlad, not the Vlad Vlad. So I understand they all agree by Vlad Vlad, but we don't know what they all agree to what. Okay, that a Vlad Vlad that you, they all agree that 
they all agree that you can not that you cannot bring it, but that you can bring the flood. Flood, or is it only that they are not arguing that you could bring it, but rather they all agree that you cannot bring the second generation down? Well, what's the so comes along Rabbah and he says that what makes more sense is that they all agree that you can bring the second offspring. Why? Because this whole thing is Xera Mide Rabbanon. Xeras Mide Rabbanon are only in normal circumstances. There's a general rule in, in principle that we've seen many times that the rabbis only enact enactments on situations that are common occurrences. Once you're two generations down, that's already a rarity, and therefore they never made the Xera on such a circumstance. That's the first opinion. Therefore, it makes more sense that they only argue in a Vlad, which is a more regular type of common occurrence. That's where they, they put their foot down. But once it's already two generations down, it's so rare, they never made the Xera on the next generation. That is version of Rabbah. On that, we saw Rabbi Yeshub and Levi argues and says, no, it's the other way around. Everybody agrees when it comes to the second generation that it may not be brought. Why? Because the rabbis only disagree by Rabbi Lazar by Vlad, which can happen unintentionally. But once we see a Vlad Vlad circumstance, so we are clearly uh, supplied now with intent uh, for raising flocks of these such animals. And that's when even they would agree that we need to put our foot down, not to let such a thing to happen by prohibiting the second generation from being brought. But the first one, they didn't make exer because they felt it actually can happen completely unintentional, mm-hmm. and therefore there's no reason to make an enactment. We brought down a, uh, a rabkhia as a support to Rabbi Shubh and Levi. It says specifically that the Vlad Rishon is Karav, but the Vlad Shani is Eino Karav, and that's, uh, mm-hmm. um, that, that's what supports that exact line of reasoning that everybody would agree when it comes to the next generation that it is not able to be brought. Okay. Took us to the next thing. Um, we said in this quote that uh, uh, that this one is brought, but not the Vlad of Kolakotchim. So, um, what are we talking about? If we're talking about an Ola or an Asham, kind of not possible to have a Vlad. So, that can't be what we're talking about. A Chatas, we already know, is Allah that it needs to die. So, Ravina says we're talking about over here the Vlad of a Meiser Behema that it needs to die. Now, uh, you, meaning you cannot bring it. Why, um, why would I need a Pasuk for that? Can't we learn from Bukhar that it, that it, that it can't be brought? Because a Bukhar obviously doesn't have a concept of a Vlad mm-hmm. Bukhar being brought. So the Gemara says, true, but uh, you can't really learn from Bukhar because ain't done in Efsher, Mishi Efsher. I can't learn something where it's possible to have offspring, like by Meis Rehma, because there's no yeah. gender. Mm-hmm. It's not gender. It's gender neutral. It doesn't matter what the gender is for Meis Rehma. You're putting both genders together in the group of the flock mm-hmm. and counting off to the tenth animal, whatever it lands on. Um, but, but by Bukhar, it's only uh, male, so therefore it's impossible to have an offspring, so it's not able to be learned from there, even though they share a common word. Okay, next we saw is Rabbi Shom, Rabbi Pius brought a... Testimony that in fact Vlad uh, of a Shlamim can be brought as a Shlamim. So the question is, is in Papai's testimony, why, um, uh, um, how does that fit with Rava? I mean, Rava says that Kachim, once you cross the 
the next holiday, every single day you'll be transgressing Baal Ta'achir. That's what we said, we mentioned that. So, um, so why didn't they bring it on Shavuos? So Ruzvid answered in the name of Rava, we're talking about where it was ill on, a, on Shavuos and was not able to be brought. And that's why the next available holiday to bring it was Sukkot. Who was healed? No, the animal was sick. The animal was sick. Um, Rav Ashi says, no, Chag means Chag Shavuos. Um, why didn't the Tanakhama just say, maybe Chag means Chag Shavuos? Because when we ever use the word Pesach, and we're contrasting to the next holiday, we always use the word Atzeret to describe Shavuos. We wouldn't say the word Chag. And... um, uh, that's why he didn't say it. Now, between the both answers, what's the testimony? Obviously, if Rabbi is trying to tell us something, would it be a, a point to tell us that you're allowed to skip to the next one and to tell us that Rav is wrong, okay? And that it's, you're not over Baltacher, you know, on the first holiday, you know, uh, if you pass up the first holiday. So the Gemara says, no, it, the purpose of his testimony was to tell you, tell Rabbi Lazar, you say Balat Shalom cannot be brought. I'm telling you, we brought it. Okay, I'm telling you fact and you know case in point. All right, and anyway, that is believe where we got up to yesterday. Yeah, we made it to the mission. One second.